0: the PFF NFL Daily, Sam Monson here, special guest this day, not this week, this day, Deontay Lee. Deontay, thanks so much for doing this.
1: No, man, thank you for having me, man. It's always a, a goal of mine, no matter what I'm doing, you know, in sports media to try to touch as many different spots as I can. And, you know, I haven't spread myself all the way across PFFs, different, you know, podcasts and visual and audio mediums yet but this is definitely a a step in the right direction so
0: thank you for having me this is going to be a fun one today because we're talking trayvon diggs and why the pff grade doesn't match the hype the 11 interceptions you know the crazy um all-time season that he seems to be having if you work on those interception numbers and you know i wrote an article that's up there on pff.com right now essentially trying to explain why it is but before i kind of poison the well I want to hear what your take is generally on the season that Trayvon Diggs is having this year
1: um you know it's one of those things I'm almost tired. I'm gonna make an an awkward kind of tie-in but it's the same way I kind of think about the Dolphins and the Chiefs winning streaks this season like it's a thing that's happening and it's something that you have to recognize is happening and honor it because there is a, a high degree of difficulty to to accomplish what's being accomplished here um but in terms of like big picture takeaways I'm not sure that there's much else to say about the season that Diggs is having aside from the fact that it's just like kind of marveling at the fact that there's a player that's generating this many turnovers. You know, I don't know what that says about his skill level as a corner overall. Um you know we've seen plenty of years where the best corners don't get any interceptions right and sometimes Mm -hmm. you have these you have these kind of breakout years and maybe it'll level out you know again so again i don't want it to sound like i'm taking away anything from his performance this year um but it's kind of weird trying to find a greater context or bigger takeaway for him or trying to place him you know amongst his peers as as a cornerback Um, Because some of the data, I think, does not suggest that he's as good as he is if you only focused in on the amount of times that he took away the
0: ball. Yeah, it's a really difficult um, line to try and tread because he's having a great year. Like, you know, 11 interceptions is crazy. It's already the most interceptions that anybody has had this century, right? And we're 21 years into the century at this point. Um, the average year of the people that have more interceptions in a single season, the average year that they achieved that was 1959, right? right? So, like, we're talking about a completely different era of the NFL where passing, you know, wasn't the same kind of thing, where balls were just being heaved in the general exactly. direction of corners. Who could, like tackle receivers to the ground and just like grab the ball Mm -hmm. off them so it's a totally different thing and when people point out like how freaky and rare that is therefore you know it's amazing they're not wrong but I think the critical point is that is not that doesn't just mean that that digs is the guy driving that number and that he's the reason that there are 11 interceptions he certainly has a few that are incredible right that pick of Justin Herbert in particular was one of the best interceptions you're going to see right. from a corner this year. He's got a bunch of plays where he is making a great play on the ball and, and picking off the pass and doing something incredible. But he also has a couple where they just bounce off the hands of receivers, right? Or a couple where Mike Glennon just like heaves in the, the football or Matt Ryan heaved in the ball randomly, like in the middle of the route. And the point I was sort of making in the article is that you don't get to 11 just by being a ball hawk. You also don't get to 11 just by being lucky, right? You need all of these things to happen at the same time for him to get to 11. So you can't just look at that one number and say, I don't care about anything else. He's turned the ball over 11 times. Like, therefore, he's the best corner in the NFL.
1: Right. Like when I look at interceptions, like the point I would kind of draw it to is let's not mistake it for other for other metrics that we use to kind of indicate how productive a player really is. Right. Like an interception is not necessarily like pressure production, where if you're converting pressure to sacks or even if you're not converting pressure to sacks, you can take a look at that number and that will paint a pretty clear picture of the kind of year that a guy is having almost unto itself right um and again you know to, to piggyback off of what you're saying that doesn't mean that the interceptions that he has doesn't mean anything but like when you're looking at the amount of first downs and touchdowns that he gives up as a corner yeah if you're looking at that and comparing it to the other corners that are kind of within that range of 44 you know 45 plus percent the only one who's really in this list that i'm looking at that we also consider to be a really good corner will be like your marshawn Lattimore's, and with him The context I'd give with that is that I know that the Saints play a ton of single coverage, a lot of man, a lot of bracket coverage on the inside where you're asking your corner to basically play without any help at all throughout the year. So I can understand how his numbers would be a little bit higher. Um, You know, when you look at the amount of explosive passes that he that he allows, that's not something that you would typically consider to be a part of an elite corners game either. So it's a lot of like boomer bust play. So if you had a defensive end that log 10 snaps, but also had like. 40, 45 to 50% of his plays be graded negatively because he's just getting right. blown off the ball. Would you consider that a good edge season or would you just consider it a very productive, you know, pass rushing season for that guy? You know, it, it changes or there's context within how you want to evaluate this guy, you know, according to his peers. Um, and that's the thing that I've really been kind of the most locked in on with him because his best plays when it's at his, when it's at its peak, I mean, there's nothing you can say about a 6'2 corner who can leap as high as he can or can recover the way that he can and can make plays outside of his frame. Like, he does look very much like a wide receiver converted to corner when the ball is in the air and he's going to snag it. Like, it's it's an impressive thing to watch. But again, when we talk about, like, the skills of being a corner and some of the data that would indicate, like, sustainability year over year over year, I think that it's just as likely as he had this 11 interception season that, We could look up before the end of his rookie deal and say hey man he had a year where he gave up like the most explosive passes that we've seen you know with pff data in that top five type of area because that's basically what the rest of the data around him suggests is that it's all boom and that there's a lot of danger with the bust right now
0: yeah boom or bust really is the way of describing him and the boom is spectacular like his high-end plays are absolutely phenomenal let's put a pin in that for a second because we got to hit this DraftKings read right here. The NFL season is winding down, the playoffs will be here before you know it, and a DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL, the offers are getting even more amazing. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Don't miss out on this action. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still be part of NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes, with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football contests, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code PFF, bet just $5 on any NFL team and win $200 in free bets if they're victorious. That's promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, the, one, the, the bust element of it, I think, is worth sort of laying out a little bit. He isn't just giving up a lot of yardage. He is on pace to allow the most yards we have ever seen from a cornerback in the last 16 years worth of grading. He's on pace for something like 1160 yards or something like that. And, you know, you hear Dallas fans have been all of my mentions today about like, well, they're only in garbage time. Nope. He's leading the NFL in yards given up in the first quarter. And then there was another guy arguing the exact opposite. He was like, no, he gives up yardage early to like get a read on where it's all going. And then he tightens things down. You're like, well, no, because he's leading like, in, the, in the second half as well. Like he just gives up a lot of big plays. That's, right. that's part and parcel of what's happening here.
1: And like I'm looking at his cover one, you know, performance right now, which is to me, if you're looking for alarm bells to set off for a corner, you're probably going to find it when they're playing man coverage, right? And he has the eighth lowest grade in coverage of all DBs with over 100 snaps. You know, I was looking, at, I think he has the fourth highest open target percentage. When he's in man coverage, all of the data that we have about how many explosive plays he, he lets up, he's tied for first in 15 plus yards uh, or gains of 15 plus yards in man coverage, you know, and you can just kind of go across the board and you're going to see his name at or near the top um, of all of these, you know, metrics that you would use to kind of set off alarm bells and say, hey, maybe this corner isn't as elite as some of the data or this one particular metric would suggest a lot of these interceptions are just coming off of him having eyes on the quarterback. He has a lot of range because of his size and his speed. So all of his height, weight, speed metrics are great. And he's been able to utilize them to make plays on the ball when he has opportunities. But again, the more you are looking at, the, the data you would like to see that would indicate that maybe there's some kind of stability in his performance, it's actually all trending in the worst possible direction. And the chances are that this could easily be a corner that becomes a target for quarterbacks just as much as he is a guy that I think people are trying to avoid because he's got a bunch of interceptions.
0: And that's the thing I think that I think that speaks volumes because he kind of already is, right? right? Like for a guy he has 11 interceptions, right? So you would think that at this point in the season teams would be looking at him and saying, "What stop testing that guy's coverage, right? right? You are putting the ball in harms way by testing Trayvon Diggs. Why are you targeting him in the game? He is the third highest targeted cornerback in the NFL and it's not going down as the season goes on, right? They the, the New Orleans Saints we're, we're happy to green light Taysom Hill throwing right. the ball in his direction eight times in the game. Okay, there was a turnover involved, but the point is, like teams are looking at that risk, knowing that that dude has great ball skills, and like if you're if you're off, if you're wayward, there's a good chance he's coming down with it, and they are still perfectly happy to target him relentlessly. When you go back and you start thinking of you know Richard Sherman or Patrick Peterson or like the last sort of generation of great corners. Teams stopped targeting those guys because you were risking this. It wasn't worth it. They're not doing that with Diggs, and I think that I think that says something about how well he's playing. Right. And I think that, you know, so that, what does that
1: say to us? You know, on this side of it, it means that Monday through Friday, when these guys are in the film room and they're putting together the game plans, they're seeing, Hey, he's got these 1520 splash plays throughout the season, but everything else looks like the kind of corner that you want to attack. And, you know, the last piece I'll add to it is this tracks with who he was coming out of college. If you watched him at Alabama, it was all boomer bust there as well. He struggled in press, despite being a guy with long arms, with great athleticism. He struggled at the catch point. Um, you know, I, I think of that LSU game, you know, as kind of like Oof. the peak of, you know, his struggles. You know, Joe Burrow really kind of went after him, you know, as a corner. And Jamar Chase gave him a lot of trouble. Um, and, and that's just who he was, which is why I was kind of blown away at his production, you know, this yeah. season. Um but I think that there is, again, you know, I want, I'm going to keep harping on this point. There is going to come a tipping point, I think, based on the way that he's performing on every play that has not resulted in an interception. Right. And when, it's, when he's not getting 11 picks in a season, I think and that he, that's when you're going to be really, really concerned
0: about who he is as a corner on a play-to-play basis. And you can still see some of that sloppiness and technique. He's the most penalized corner in the NFL as well. And, you know, a couple of them are sort of just rough Uh, technique with jamming at the line He shoves a, a, a hand in a guy's face, but there's a lot of coverage penalties in there as well. Right? So we're talking about him leading the NFL and potentially leading all time in yardage given up. And that's not even counting the coverage penalties, which get hidden in that. Like there are so many negative plays in this guy's play. And that is basically why he's got a low PFF grade. We're not counting just the interceptions. We're not counting just the bad plays. We're counting all of it. And when you add it all up, it drags him way down to where a lot of other corners are. There are many corners having a better season is essentially what the grading tells you. So anyway, that's it for me, Sam Monson. And thank you so much, Deontay Lee, for giving us his take on why Trayvon Diggs is uh, worse than the interception, Total says. That's been today's PFF NFL Daily.